Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back to uh, another Breaking Wax Podcast. This week we're uh, going to continue with the three-way theme here. We got uh, Gem Mint Cars 23, Bill and Bobby, also known as Two Chens, both on Instagram. Um, so this is the, I think, third or fourth episode where we're live streaming it on YouTube, but it'll also be available on all your podcast platforms. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good, man. What's happening? It's Saturday night, so clearly I'm glad I found two other guys that has nothing better to do than talk, <laughs> talk shit online. So it's good. It's good. Nice. What's new? Go ahead, Bobby. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, not much. Yeah. You're returning yeah. guest, Bobby. Anything new since last time? Uh, not much. I'm uh, still buying a lot of nonsense, spending a lot of money on stuff that the wife hates. Um, taking a lot of space in the garage and the basement. So the wife really hates it. So she's, she's, I'm not back about everything still. But other than that, you know, I'm still, I'm still buying a lot of random junk. Hopefully right. it'll take off and I'll, I'll become a millionaire one day. And that's, that's the dream. <laughs> Nice. Bill, what about you? Anything new? Uh, yeah, every week something different. I, I go in with a game plan. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna condense down to higher-end stuff, and then I end up buying more junk I don't need, make some more trades, um, get into new things that I didn't think I'd be into. And, uh, you know, just constantly – I love collecting. So as much as I'll flip something to make 100 bucks, uh, I'll end up buying more just to – collect things just because uh i think that's where we all come from we're, we're all originally collectors and as much as the hobbies boomed uh we all find ourselves constantly buying stuff that we don't need oh yeah 100 percent. I, I think it's hard to i've said it like 10 or 20 times like i'm gonna i'm gonna condense everything go for the high-end stuff that i want and then you know somewhere along the path i get sidetracked and next thing you know i have 20 things ordered on ebay or Instagram's the worst for me because I'll see people's live stories and I'll be like, "Hey, will you take will you take uh, you know twenty five for that instead of thirty five or whatever yep. it is?" And as soon as they're like, "Yep," I'm like, "I'll send over right away. No worries." Yeah, so I'm probably the same with with buying deals on Instagram as well as my local shop, who's uh, you know a, a good business owner. So I, I constantly can get deals there too, but deals aren't good because then you end up with more inventory and then you're trying yeah. to sell the same thing and give deals out. So it, it comes full circle. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Um, but I, I do probably out of all the things of buying and selling and flipping, I just enjoy trading. If, if two ends are happy with doing a deal and it's close enough where you're both good, I, I feel like you didn't put money out of pocket at the moment. So you, you're happy. No, I agree. I, and I've done trades with both of you guys. Um, Bobby, it's been a minute since we've traded, but uh, it's been um, a while. Yeah. Any, hey, when you're ready to get rid of that Ryan Finley, just let me know. You know what I mean? I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I uh I really think trading is a new thing these days. I mean I've I've noticed that as a lot uh as of late. Um I guess with the price that tops and panini been pushing out the products it's just it's just been absurd. You know? Yeah. So it's I'm aware of like buying these packs or these boxes in case it's too rip anymore. It's it's there's no there's no fun to it. No. No, it's no especially when there's no return, you know, there's no return. None. Um, it like the box prices are feeding into like just straight up gambling. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, and it's a numbers game, right? So 
And, and I was just chatting with you quickly, briefly about uh, the box prices dictate the price of a prospect. Uh, as much as a prospect um, is good, every year a prospect is just as good as the last prospect. So what right. makes a prospect from three years ago that was $1,000 uh, selling for now, the same prospect, $5,000? The only difference is the box price. Uh, right. The guy's getting the same rating and tools and was the number one draft pick and everybody's high on him. It's just box price dictates the market price. Uh, once the box prices come back down and grading comes back down, prices are going to normalize. Uh, you know, we just go through these waves uh, and we've seen the craziest wave because of COVID, but uh, naturally we're going to be able to get better, you know, pricing in the next probably, you know, once I'd probably say once all the bulk gets pushed out through PSA within the next six months, I think pricing is going to normalize after that. So, so Bill, uh, are you a, a lifelong collector then since you were a kid? I am, but I, I took I took probably the normal life gap like most people did. Um, I probably shouldn't have quit when I did, but probably uh, somewhere around 2000 ish to 2016, I took that gap. So right. basically, the years between Brady and LeBron and that whole run up, I wasn't buying anything. Um, I did get back in on the Trout error and and uh, Chris Bryant. So I got sucked into that, did well on the trout, did bad on the Chris Bryant, and then that just materialized into basketball, football, buying my Jordans, Gretzky, redoing my collection that I all sold off when I was a kid. Yeah, that's like a pretty long break. Um, I was super into it as a kid, and then, like, you know, life happens, girls happen, then you yep. get married, school, careers. and I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same for you, Bobby, huh? Sneakers happened. That's what it was. Sneakers. Sneakers too. Yeah, I was I was a yeah. sneaker guy. Yeah. So, and so I had, go ahead. Not, so growing up, it was it was all buying the cards from your local stores, and then all of a sudden, you know, you see like a brand new pair of Jays that drops at Models or at Dicks, and you're like, you know what? I'd rather spend my money on the shoes than you know these little cards that that doesn't really have any value anymore to me, uh, and and it was a fashion trend, you know, from Jordans to like, you know, Fufu and Mecca and all that stuff. That's where I dump all my money at. You know, so with cards, it was fun, but it just lost that appeal as a kid growing up. And right. And like Bill, um, you know, I missed out on the most important era. I, I yeah. didn't get back into it until probably during uh, during COVID. So when I really saw, I'm like, what's what's going on? Like, why why is Brandon posting all these baseball cards and basketball yes. cards? And that's when I looked into it. I'm like, holy crap! And he really got me into it. I got so absorbed. I was buying boxes and and and, and packs. I was going to Walmart. I was going Target, and I got right back into it. It was fun again. Yeah, I think it's interesting because like. Uh... Not, of course, this isn't everybody in the hobby, but uh, me, you, and Brandon are like the typical people hate us because we were like sneakerheads before, <laughs> and then we we're doing the card thing. But I always, I always did cards too as a kid, you know. So it's not like uh, it's not like we're new to it. We're just new to it again, you know what I mean? Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. So what do you guys? Um, yeah. Go so, ahead. So what are you guys buying now? I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Like, what are you guys buying, trading, and selling now? Like, what are you guys going after? Uh, so, lately, it's been whatever Bill's got available. Whatever nice. doing <laughs> hey, 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 I'll show you right now. I got too much available. Um, 
So I, I, I kind of, I don't really follow the market. I follow like what I'm into. So right. like I'll, I'll, and I'll, and I'll prospect before the sport happens. So like now I'm into baseball. Um, I'm probably only buying baseball cards right now because everybody's buying Joe Burrow. So when everybody wants to pay 10 X for Joe Burrow right now, I mean, that's good for them. I, 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 I wish I had Joe Burrow. I'd be selling it, but uh, you know, unfortunately the few I did, I sold. Um, so for me, I just, I'm buying baseball guys that I think have a good shot at having good seasons, MVP seasons this year. And uh, I'll load up. And then uh, I do have a lot of basketball. I just need to move just because the populations on all this stuff is just, it, it's getting so bad that any base rookie card of any rookie in the last three years is, is worthless. So like, I mean, do you want to just sit on a $20 slab forever? Where's it going to go? I mean, I, I don't see right. much upside. So, I mean, that stuff, um, I mean, I don't know what the best avenue to sell it is. If, if it's online, if it's breaks, if it's mystery packs, if it's card shows. Um, but, you know, I, I probably, uh, I, I should be buying more high end because, you know, I probably do hit, um, I don't know, 60, 70% of the time with players. But when you're buying low end stuff, and when I say low end, fifty dollar cards, hundred dollar cards, right. your upside's limited. You know, you, right. you might not you might not lose much, but you know, you hit a fifty dollar card that turns into four hundred. You know, if I was buying thousand dollar cards, I'd be turning them into five thousand. Right, right. Yeah, for, for me, Bobby, it's just uh, baseball. I've been doing baseball, and then uh, I'm like Bill, except for I buy and trade things at the completely wrong time. So I, I was trading him for uh, rookie quarterbacks during the playoffs, which is yeah. like. People will say I'm stupid, but it is what it is. I like it. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I really like the Bowman prospecting because it, it makes me – it's almost like being a kid again, you know? Like you spend a couple hundred bucks on some decent color and numbered stuff and then just hope the kid pans out or gets hot one week or two weeks, you know what I mean? And yeah, gambling. That's what it is. Yeah. Gambling. <laughs> well, but you know what it is? Is like Rob, Rob the Robot, uh, Friar Sports Cards, he made a good point the other day because he was just like – you know, Tatis wasn't even ranked, and I was just like, I didn't know that. So, yeah, Tatis was buried. I actually bought Tatis in a five dollar box. His Bowman Chrome first auto, five bucks. I sent it to BGS for twenty five bucks. That's what it cost with a thirty day turnaround. And at nine five, I sat on it for a little while, and it was five hundred bucks. I turned a thirty dollar investment into five hundred dollars. Wow. I killed it. That card's thirty five hundred dollars now. <laughs> um, you know, but I, did, I did. I did the same thing with Aaron Judge. I actually traded for Aaron Judge because I'm a Yankees fan, and I bought his Bowman first in a trade for for sixty dollar value at the time. I'm just happened to be looking through cards, and I'm like, "Whoa, Judge is three hundred dollars! I got to sell this thing." As a Yankee <laughs> fan, I sell it, of course. And uh, Judge ran up to a thousand plus. You know, he might even been more at one time, but now he's back down to like six, seven hundred dollars. But like, this is what these cards were, and there's always that next player out there. Yeah. Um, I, I think between 19 and uh, probably 20 and 21, um, we're not going to see as much upside as I think this year, you know, this year, uh, with, with all the COVID and not as much, uh, baseball being played, uh, for, you know, for these lower guys, there's not as many prospect reports and with PSA grading being the cheapest 50 bucks, but basically a hundred dollars, I don't think the populations are going to be as high initially. So I think a lot of the Bowman first in two, three years when these guys actually pop, there's going to be a, a, a more of a value like we saw back in 16 again. Right. 
Yeah, I think it's weird with all the different rankings coming out for the prospects because I'm like, they haven't played that much. Yeah, how are they ranking them? How are they ranking them? I don't know. It's crazy. It's uh, what do you guys think of eBay's new new move of authenticating? Um, what is it over seven hundred and fifty dollars, right? Yeah. So, Bobby, you know anything about this? I do not, but I've seen photos of how they sent the uh, the card to some of the uh, buyers. Yeah, I missed that. I didn't see that yet. Yeah, they uh, they, so they have a card and they they put, they put two little straps on the side on the corners. On yeah. a raw card. On a raw card. I think I sent that, sent that in the uh, the group chat. It was a did uh, you? Yeah, someone complained about it, and uh, it's, it's two little straps that, that held it in place, and you you could tell you know it's going to damage the corners. So I actually uh, heard about it, but I didn't know it actually took effect right away. I typically don't sell a lot of raw cards; they're over seven hundred and fifty dollars. But I happened to pick up a nineteen seventy basketball set with a Lou Alcindor in it, and. Oh, cool. It had a little bit of, I don't know, it wasn't surface damage, but it had a little bit, of, it, it stuck to another card. So it was on the card. It was probably a two, uh, low grade, but I bought it as a complete set because the set was actually in great condition. So I figured I'd just buy another Luol Cinder and I'll sell the raw card. So I put it up on eBay for a thousand or best offer. Um, didn't even think about it. Somebody offered five, 550. I forget what they offered. Um, which I was fine with. I thought that was a fair price for the condition because it would probably, if it, if you graded it, it's probably seven fifty eight hundred dollars. So I sold it, and then I see the authentication. I already had the authentication thing listed on my auction, so I see the authentication process that I wasn't shipping it to the guy. I'm shipping it to the authentication eBay, and then they handle the rest from there. So I sent the guy a message and say, "Hey, are you comfortable with this? Because I'm sending this card to get handled by somebody else, and then they're shipping it to you." Um, if you didn't want to do it, I'd obviously cancel the order and move on from there or sell it to you direct. So the guy just said, yeah, whatever, whatever eBay does is fine. So I sent it out to him. The card was accepted, confirmed authentic, and they updated the tracking that they shipped it out to the guy. So I, I ended up going back and I read the whole, um, description of what eBay is doing with authentication. If you list a card for, $751 and it sells for $10, it falls under that authentication process. Oh my gosh. So it doesn't have to do with the sell price. It has to do with the listing price. So if you list it for $749.99, it's not, it doesn't fall under the authentication process. Hmm. So I sold, I sold a $500 card that didn't have to go through the process, but because I listed it higher oh. than $750, I fell under that. Well, I don't understand why they're taking the liability of like damaging the cards. And then I, I'm not a crook, right? I'm not a crook, but like what's stopping people from getting it from authentication and saying, hey, the card was stolen or it's not in the envelope. Then who's that going to fall back on me, right. the seller or eBay? Or are you just shit out of luck as the buyer? But eBay's covering the shipping from. That's what I'm saying. So like, and they're the, going to be the last person to hold on to it. But like. Let's say it actually does get lost. Who's covering it? And then how many people are going to be like, you know, there's so many scumbags out there. How many people are going to be like, no, there's no card in there. Who's to say you get one bad person that works for eBay that takes the card and swaps it. That too. Or steals it. Yeah. I mean, there's been cases of that just with subbers. With, P- and with, PSA, with PSA and subbers and all yeah. different things. Yeah. So how long yeah. was the, uh, how long was the processing time? 
Fast. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, uh, I'll pull it up real quick. Cause uh, I think I just got it confirmed yesterday or today. I think it's CGC or CSG that, that does the uh, authentication. I could be wrong. I, I, I believe so. What eBay, funny, actually, eBay hired them? I think so. Yeah. I was actually wondering who the heck did they hire? What, what 17 year old kids sitting in his mom's <laughs> office authenticating cards for eBay? You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Hey, more power to them, man. Bobby, as he's looking that up, I know uh, you sent some tickets out, right? For who was it? Me, you. Did you ever Me? send those stickers for? Um, oh, yes, I did. I sent Drew? out, yeah, for Drew. Um, so there, there wasn't any option for supreme stickers for stickers right. but i sent it out anyway and it's still being processed oh really yeah so Dude, i can't wait to get that ticket that's gonna be the best ticket i own i think it's gonna be a while they're pretty yeah. backed up with tickets um tickets are, are are red hot right now red hot jordan tickets grady tickets um, anything with jordan on it, it, it it's selling hotcakes did you send all those Super Bowl tickets you have? Not yet, because I really want them to uh, be signed. Uh, but who are you going to get to sign them? I'm hoping Brady opens up like some sort of like, you know, he, signing. He, had, he just had a signing, but um, I think it was like 1200 bucks an item. I would do it. Absolutely, I would do it. What's and he the wouldn't gap? do any baseball cards. What's the gap between a signed ticket and a raw ticket, not signed? A huge uh, difference. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, for example, a Brady or Jordan, like, you know, the okay, high um, A Brady debut ticket, you could probably fetch about 2500 bucks. All right. Uh, raw, not graded, not signed. A signed and graded, you're talking about 50000 Okay. So, um, so for example, collectible right now has on IPO, uh, Tom Brady, NFL debut full ticket, uh, PSA seven, which they're valuing at $107,000 is a seven. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So the way they, um, I guess populate it or consider it graded that there's only one PSA seven known in existence and only one graded higher. But I think that's for PSA. That's not counting any other authentic authenticated ones or SGC or Beckett. And they also, and, and they're also not ca uh, counting the population of any signed tickets. So that's okay. just raw. That's I, just I think with, with tickets, it's, it's kind of weird. Like for me, I don't care the condition of the ticket as much like that, that number grade doesn't matter to me as much. Right. I know right. some people want like a perfect one, but like my Jordan shrug game ticket is like from somebody's back pocket that they folded right. in half and then like right. unfolded it and then got it authenticated. You know, I, I like that better personally for my collection, but uh, I mean, I can see the appeal both ways. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's, 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 there's two options. You could really have it, authenticated with a grade or just have it authenticated for me i mean as much as i want a 10 it's near impossible to find a 10 especially tickets that are dated back 20 30 40 50 60 years ago right 
you know so even to have it authenticated itself that's that i'm i'm happy with it yeah so i'm, I'm not into the ticket market at all but i'm just uh, i'm quoting what collectible has put in their ipo offering they put in that a jordan bulls debut ticket sold for two hundred sixty-four thousand. A Mickey Mantle debut ticket sold for 141. Wayne Gretzky's debut ticket sold for 101. Tiger Woods debut 87. And a signed Tom Brady debut uh, against the Lions November 2000 sold for 73.2. And a signed Jordan shot ticket from 82 NCAA, NCAA title game sold for 90. So all these are selling for 70, 80, 90, 100, 140, and then 260 being the highest. Which I think the which I think the Mickey Mantle one for 141 seems like a steal because nobody yeah. knew who Mickey Mantle was, and you're talking 70 years ago. Um when was that dated? Uh, is there a date on that? Two th it doesn't have the actual sold dates, it just has uh 2021. Okay. I think I think I think out of all those guys, like uh, I think Jordan's gonna stay being the hardest one because Jordan doesn't sign because he doesn't care. He doesn't need money. He's never gonna be in a position where he even cares about getting a thousand dollars for an autograph. So I, I think the Jordan stuff. I mean, at least for I think guys our age or in our age range, you know, like that's gonna be a tough one to get. You know. Yeah, Gretzky has a, a low population, if I remember, but I, I still does Gretzky sign. He signs. Uh, he, he's comparable to the other guys he signs. Yeah, he signs. You, 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 you could buy you could buy an autographed Gretzky card for four hundred bucks. You know, you're not touching. Okay. You're oh, not really? touching, Yeah, you're not touching Jordan, Brady, LeBron, no. those guys for anything close. No. Yeah, which is beyond me because Wayne Gretzky is probably one of the top five athletes in the world. Sure. I, I would love a low grade uh, Gretzky rookie card. That's what I need to have. That's my list. Yeah, you got to get the OPG though. OPG, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, there, I, I I have a tops, but you got to get an OPG. Is that a so? There's different Gretzky rookie cards. I'm not a hockey guy, so um, it, it's the exact same card. It's just they they made two different ones, and the OPG uh, the quality was a lot less. Uh, so the OPG populations are lower, and the value is just it's 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 I don't even know if it's two to one, but it's it's a lot higher. Okay. Oh, Bill. So today I was at those two card shows and I sent you that picture of the Clementes. Yeah. Are those good prices? I didn't even ask you. No. So they're all high, but I mean, I say they're high because they're non-rookie Clementes. They're SGC slabs. Um, they're not bad prices. They're probably without looking, I was, I was thinking a hundred, $200 over comp. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if, if they negotiate price, which most vintage guys don't, um, then it, then it could be okay. But from what I initially saw, nothing jumped out. I mean, okay. if I saw something that jumped out, I would have told you, but when right. you're talking about like a, a second, a second or third year Clemente, Ted Williams, um, th those cards in twos and threes are, are pretty common. That's a common okay. card. Yeah. I need, I need to get the Clemente rookie one day. Yeah. Which is actually, <clears throat> if, if, if you're looking, which, which I'm a vintage guy, we can go into, but if you are looking for, um, those top 10 iconic guys that are out there, um, Clemente and Koufax are probably two of the most affordable guys. Yeah, I like Clemente. I need to, I need to look into some of his stuff. Is 
feel like it's all high. You know what I mean? Like if you look at it, like a, even a triple threads relic of Clemente, it's high. Yeah. Um, so out of all those guys, you know, it sells for more than some of the Ruth stuff, which I thought was weird. But yeah, whatever. that's 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 crazy. Um, so I'm going to go uh, real real quick. I know we got on to the ticket stuff. So I'm just going to go back to eBay authentication. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I shipped out my post office uh, January 31st, took off February 1st. It arrived February 4th in Sarasota, Florida, delivered to their hub. The same day it was authenticated. Pre-shipment was sent the same day, accepted the same day. And a process the same day. Wow. Oh, wow. And the guy was in Florida. So for him, he actually got it the next day. Um, so this was on Friday, yesterday, and it was delivered in his mailbox at 340 today. So about a week, right? A week total. The but the authentication process to ship to him was almost instant because he was it was Florida to Florida. So you know what greeting company is in Sarasota, Florida, right? CSG. CGC. Yeah, yeah, CSG and CGC. Yeah. Yep. How are they? I don't think there's no way they're going to be able to keep up with this one day authentication. Um, CGC is so backed up with comics. I mean, I, That's I, what I'm saying. I don't know how they have manpower to even go through this, this, this eBay stuff. Well, eBay's always done this. They've just never done it with cards. They've always cards. done it for sneakers and, and, and other areas, uh, you know, I guess purses and, and shoes. And that type of market, they've always done this authentication process. Yeah, but I think sneakers was pretty recent. I think just last year. Yeah, the sneak, yeah, the sneaker ones within a year. So what they're doing is they're trying to steal back uh, sales from StockX is what they're doing essentially. Yeah. They're they're trying to do what StockX is doing. But the difference is, and, and I was actually reading about this earlier, is that eBay is not charging a fee for it. And it's, it's weird how StockX can go from like, Two million dollars in sales, which I don't know what, what it is now. Up to date, this was a few years ago, and then people are already sick of paying their fees and they're jumping back to eBay. So, see how that rolls out. Maybe Josh Luber knew a little more than everyone thought when he failed the company he started. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you got a good payday, right? I'm sure. I mean, he's going to be running the new uh, Fanatics, right? Was that announced or was that just rumored? I think it was announced. So, but Bobby, what uh, since last time, so it's been gosh, at least six months since you're on the podcast before, and we're talking VHS and stuff. Are you still doing the VHS or uh, not so much? But I have, I still, I, I haven't sent anything in for grading, right? Um, I've sold a bunch of Betamax recently. Uh, Betamax and some VHS, and you want to believe the 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 turnaround. I mean the the amount I got from Betamax. I bought a Top Gun first print, and Bill, you were talking about you know turning a ten dollar car to five hundred bucks. I bought a Top Gun Betamax for twenty four dollars. Sealed. Sealed. Yep. Sold it recently. What's up? When did when did you buy that? I want to say back in July, August. Okay. Of twenty twenty one. I sold it last month for twenty three hundred bucks. Wow. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I kid you not. So 
what what it like but why though is it is it those same people that were like against everyone grading the vhs so they just value the raw ones that much i don't know I mean, there's 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 a lot of vhs and like betamax fanatics out there plenty um especially after after the first print apparently there's a big thing about the watermarks they love the the um Paramount or, right. or home video watermarks on the steel. So that's the main attraction. And seeing that Top Gun is one of the top movies back in the 80s. Didn't they do a reboot too? I guess it didn't come out. I must have pushed back because it no, I, I think they have a, a new one coming out. But coming it got out soon. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Has it like 40 years? 30 years? 85 yeah i guess yeah. it's coming up on uh 35 40 years yeah 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 fun fact the first movie i ever went to and i don't remember was top gun you know my dad was a pilot so i guess maybe right. it was like a thing where uh sure you know i had to go i don't know nice yeah so so with vhs i haven't been grading much it's just i guess uh the grading companies they've been pretty backlogged but they're 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 up there um they're not drawing as much attention as tickets but they're, as you can tell, with that 24-hour purchase of Top Gun, I made two grand out of it. It's, it's. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah. there's a market. I, I sold all mine except for the Dragon Ball Z, um, that one, the bro, the Broily or Brody, what is Broly, it? Yeah. yeah. So do you have? What's what's wild? What's wild with your twenty-four dollar investment is it sounds great. It's 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 two grand. You made made a lot of money. You move on, right? But then I saw that article. You guys probably saw it this week about that uh, guy that sold that Brady. He bought the Brady, and mm-hmm. he, was on, he, he was on his honeymoon seven days later, and he yeah. sold it for double. And he yeah. basically was like, "Holy crap! That's a that's a month a month of work that I'm going to get paid to flip this card." And he sold the Brady, and then he went on to see like in uh, I think it was like 2017, uh, Tom Brady rookie card sets record for 225 thousand. Uh, guy paid thirteen thousand for it or whatever it was, and uh, he had to correct the guy's article and say, "Hey, you didn't pay thirteen grand; you paid ten grand because I doubled right. my money on it." Right. And at that time, you're sick because you're like, you're thinking, right. "All right, so I made double my money, a month's worth of salary. Great. We, you know, we paid for the honeymoon, we paid for bills. You feel good. Then you see two hundred thousand, and you're sick about it. And then that two hundred thousand materializes into whatever the next record was 700 a million. And then that card ends up selling for 2.8 or, or whatever the new record is on the card. Right. Right. Like, now, yeah. It's now, the same thing that, that, v, that VHS, I don't know anything about it, but like that VHS could be 60 grand could be 120,000, you know, like we don't know. never look back. You never look back. Yeah. You never look I back. Never look back. That's it. No, That's you it. never look back. Stale money yeah. makes no money. That's it. You got to, <laughs> If you're doing this for money, you gotta have that mentality, or you'll just be sick about stuff. And sure, I'm, sure, I'm, I, and there's, I'm. So I had a, I won a Jordan sticker rookie PSA nine for sixty bucks in a Raz. It was like one of those, uh, this guy Tim Cardstash. He did the the Raz, but it was like a hundred spots, and I think I took four spots and I won it. And I really wanted the Fleer, the regular rookie card, so I sold it for three grand. And then COVID happened, boom! That that PSA nine went to like thirty five grand or something stupid. And to this day, I'm like, I should have just held on to that thing because I wanted it anyways. You know what I mean? But it, right. and uh, I should have just kept it because it's still a rookie. 
I mean, it's not his technical rookie, but it's the everyone accepts him as a rookie. Yeah, they go they go hand in hand, and that sticker's mm-hmm. uh, that sticker's a harder grade than his regular Fleer. Oh, and this sticker was not a nine. Uh, the guy that graded it that day must have been drunk because the top was like slanted. It's got like, tough sound. Diagonal cut. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if I don't know if you saw PSA published an article, but they published an article of the top ten most graded cards that they got, like whatever quarter, whatever month it was, and the Jordan was on that top ten list. I like, saw that. How are there that many 1986 Fleer Jordans raw still being graded? That I saw somebody was selling a raw one on Instagram for twelve hundred bucks, and the surface was pretty bad. But I just I just haven't done a dive on the Jordan Fleer rookie cards to know the difference between fake ones and real ones. And yeah. I think this guy, this guy is legit. Like it was a legit account, but account, but just for me, I don't know enough about it to be like, here's 1200 bucks over Instagram. Send me the card. And then I don't I know. I, I think I, I think I have a fake somewhere sitting around my room here, but I, I have a fake just so I can always compare it if I need to. And right. then, uh, there, there's like three or four things that are like, clear cut no brainers you can look for up in the, the clear sticker there's a dot in the back with the points of what he scored but it's just a, sco- a card i would never touch raw it's just yeah. it, there's so many it's 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 the number one counterfeit card out there i agree well, but speaking of jordan bobby i want to go back to uh you being you wearing that Knicks jersey and talking about buying jordan so my boy action bronson he's like anti-jordan anything because he's a diehard Knicks fan you, yeah. you weren't you didn't feel that same way? No, I, I listen, grew up in the 90s. I think we talked about this in the previous podcast. Uh, anytime he, anytime Jordan played, you know, the Pacers or the or Miami Heat or Charlotte Hornets, I was a big Jordan fan. But when they played the Knicks, I had to stand down. I had to be, uh, you know, right, you know, support my Knicks and be there for Patrick Ewing, John Starks. But I was a huge Jordan guy growing up. But you know, yeah. um, I before before even collecting cards, I was collecting uh, a lot of jerseys, um, jerseys from Ewing, Michael Jordan, Rodman, John Starks. Even I have a I have a autographed Charles Barkley jersey. I'm thinking about getting a uh, a COA for it. Um, so I, jerseys just one of my big things. Yeah, I got into uh, authentic um, the NBA shorts for a little bit. Um, you know, just getting the authentic ones, and I just wear them to sleep in or going to the gym. But I like them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's still cool to have like you know made specifically for the player and all that jazz. But uh, but mostly Orlando Magic ones. So after you have so many black and blue pairs of shorts, you gotta like back off a little. Actually, here's a he froze. Yeah, he's froze. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually. While you guys are chatting about this, I'm looking up Golden's uh, auctions are ending tonight. They're in, uh, they're in extended bidding process oh. right now. I'm sorry, you, Bobby, you froze. You, you, you froze hard. Why don't you come take a photo, and you turn around and walk back that way? So she grabbed a photo, but she completely forgot to. Um, what was it? She. I guess she dropped the phone, and the phone died. So Action Bronson texted her the photo. Oh, really? Yeah. So she had his number, and I'm like, listen, why don't you hit up Action and, you know, grab lunch or something? And But 
I guess he ignored her or something, but he actually sent her the photo. Um, he was a very, very nice guy. He actually bought donuts for the entire hospital. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice guy. Um, but it's, uh, it's, I can't believe, Bill, you're, you're from Jersey. Yeah. What part of Jersey? Uh, northern part in Morris County. I'm like okay. 35 minutes from the city. So you right. work in Jersey, Bill, or in the city? Yeah, I, I work in Jersey. Yeah, I'm okay. in uh, I'm in the same area, Morris County. So I'm I'm only you. I'm only ten minutes from where I live, which is great. So are you guys all going to the Nationals? I am. I am. Well, what do you mean you're going to the Nationals? I I'm definitely going. I'm just not sure how many days. The nice. wife told me. The I, wife told the wife told me I can't go for six days in a row. <laughs> no, 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 I I only want to go for one day, maybe two. That's what I told Brandon. That's my selling point is that we'll just go for a day or two and then let's do some other stuff. I mean, because yeah. otherwise I'll be in the casino. I, I could be in the casino for three days, no problem. Yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, though. No, well, I, and you don't even, yeah, but that's the thing is you don't even have to gamble for three days. You could just be in there. So, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty the dangerous. Only, the only issue for you guys is flying in, right? There's nothing close. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Philly or, uh, I guess the city, but I'll, I'll probably drive from here, honestly. Oh, yeah, true. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bougie like Rob and uh, Brandon. They're all nice. On the fly. I don't think they want to fly Spirit into Atlantic City. <laughs> like I said, bougie. <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not that many options, though. Um, Philly, Newark, and JFK. We're LaGuardia, but you want to avoid LaGuardia. Or we fly to... Um... Fly to JFK or we'll fly to uh, Long Island and we'll just stay with you, Bobby, and then we'll just all ride down. <laughs> hey, listen, we could spend a day in New York City, do some shopping, go to the uh, MLB store and uh, pick up some cards, rip them. Yeah, I, th I think being that it's this close to where I am, like I have no choice but to go. How do you not yeah. go when it's a two-hour ride from where I am, two and a half hours? Yeah, same here. Should be fun. Should be fun. I, so I was talking to uh, Adam from uh, RBI Crew, Frankenstein's Cards. And I was telling him that I wanted to try to pick up the Jordan this summer, you know, and he was saying that that's when that Jordan card's at its peak is during Nationals. But And I have no reference because I haven't been to Nationals. So, What do you specifically want to buy grade-wise? Something low. What do you got, a seven or a six? That's too high for a, me. A, a seven. So um, I don't know. A six, six, seven, and eight is like similar price range. As soon as you go from that eight to a nine, there's a big jump. Right. Um, and the pops are actually higher on the eights than the sevens for, you know, whatever the reason is with that card. Right. But um, I don't know. I, I just know what they were five years ago, what they were a year ago, and where they are now. And they've been steady. So, I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, the higher you buy, the better for the long term. I got you. Yeah, I just wanted some low grade to just have that I won't be tempted to trade or get rid of. You know what I mean? So, so Bill, I I, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. What would be classified as vintage in basketball and baseball from what era or or years? So I think the '60s. Um, you could touch early '70s with some stuff, but the '70s there's not a ton of value. Uh, you know, across anything. There's a little bit with basketball just because, like, Lou Alcindor, Julius Irving touch on that. Um, baseball is somewhat limited up until, like, 
Mike Schmidt took off this, you know, in the last year or two. And then the Ricky Henderson took off. Okay. Um, but then, like, I don't know, there's nothing in the 80s per se. Uh, you know, the 90s, you know, there's the Jeter SP, PSA 10. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I view anything in the 60s and 50s as vintage. I'm not a huge uh, 30s, 40s guy, you know, of, of the Jackie Robinsons, the um, DiMaggio's, the Babe Ruth's, all that stuff. Because there's a lot of variations and there's not like a true rookie card. Like there will be like three or four different babes that set records. Um, where like a lot of the 50s, like it's an iconic flagship Mickey Mantle, um Roberto Clemente, Hank right. Aaron, Koufax, you know, so like I view those as vintage and, and that's like, that's my go-to. Like I could buy those cards. I don't care what I pay. I don't care what they go to. I don't care what they go down to. Um, I'll eventually upgrade them when I'm in the mood to upgrade them. But like that stuff I can hold forever. And, you know, I, I view that as my vintage. So what really drives the value of vintage cards then? Uh, Cause you, you've, you've, You've named, you know, Mantle, Roof, but I didn't hear Lou Gehrig. So he's in that era that I'm not into. He's in that okay. 30s era. Right. Um, well, you know, you know yeah. players like that. I'm just curious why, why you know, some of his cards are not driven up. Well, they are. They're not driven up to me. But there's Gehrig's yeah. that are that are doing two, $300,000. You know, the, I think the 33, 34 Gaudis, right. um, somewhere around there, there's a huge market for it. And, you know, like, you know, being that I'm not divulged into it, I don't have the information on it. And my only fear with vintage in the 30s, 40s and 50s is when those baby boomers all start to pass away and just pass those cards on to the next generation. Like these kids are spending twenty five, thirty thousand dollars on Lamelo Ball and Ant-Man that I don't think they care about vintage like the baby boomers did. And right. You know, I only had a little bit of that because it was passed along from my my dad and his father. So, like, if I don't pass it along to my son, like, he could just take all my Mickey Mantle cards and be like, hey, how much can I get for these? I want to buy, you know, the next Lamella Ball or whoever's right, out there. Right. right. Well, yeah, I think I think uh, it's a problem, I think. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand these prices for these new guys like that, especially guys that are not um, – they're not generational talent. They haven't proven anything, you know, and it's going to be a while before they do. There, there's really no place to go with these prices, like, long-term, I don't think. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, so, like, Bill, I did – I just traded that Lamar Jackson I got from you tonight, actually, to uh, Wayne, um, LJK cards for yep. the, the LeBron, the um, the Bowman Chrome. So, he didn't, uh, he didn't want any trades. Um, what, uh, what Chrome did you get? The the Bowman Chrome rookie the uh, it's a nine five. Okay, that's the one I that's what I had right. That's what you had before, yeah. And okay. uh, he wanted all cash at first, but then I, I worked him a little bit, and he finally took some trades, so it was good. Good, but like yeah, I mean, good. for me, like I, I'd rather have that, you know, talking sure. a sixteen hundred dollar rookie card instead of a two or three thousand dollar Lamelo Ball silver psa 10 i just I, to me there's no comparison the price is just bonkers it's just it seems like everything is kind of corrected right in a certain ways some stuff's still really high some stuff's really low because of the pop reports but i feel like all the new stuff the prices are just crazy still 
Yeah, I mean, and, and and there and there's been a a negative um, market to LeBron James this year. You know, like he's yep. actually playing at his highest level. Um, his longevity is on the scale of Tom Brady. He could still technically win a couple more. He could win an MVP, and he could play another three, four years passing his scoring title. So for him to even be going down at all remotely, th- there's no sense to that. I no. personally don't like a lot about him, um, but, you know, like even being a Jordan guy, you can go back and forth who's better, but the fact right. that you're having that conversation means he's that good and he's going right. to be here and he's going to be in the conversation for the next 50 years, 100 years. So I just – there's there's no sense to him being down. So the fact that you're getting a Bowman Chrome while it's down right now is a good buy. Um, if it goes down more, buy another one. You know, it's going to be up. You know, like it's a yeah. card that I wouldn't – I would never worry about. I would just put it away and be happy you have one. So that – you brought up something interesting. Though. I saw recently that uh, Iman Shumpert, the former Nick Great guard, um, they asked him what uh, what he what he if he ever talked to LeBron about being better than Jordan or if he thought he was ahead of Jordan in that thing. And and Shumpert said, "Listen, what what people don't understand is that Jordan was LeBron's idol, just like most people. So LeBron doesn't care to have that conversation because he's in the conversation, right? And that LeBron's mind is just blown that he's even in that conversation that people are talking." one and two or two and one or you know what i mean so i thought that was cool you know because i don't think lebron would ever say that but to hear someone else say that and and talk about those conversations i thought was interesting um yeah and i've said it a million times jordan's always gonna be number one to me but i think when it's all said and done when i'm when i'm a gray old man they're gonna be saying that lebron james is the greatest basketball player alive ever so yeah and and he's got the longevity to prove it I mean, yep. Jordan played in a different era. He took he took a retirement gap. Um, he didn't continue playing past his prime. Like he was still, even after his gap, and he left the Bulls and he went to the Wizards, and his body was starting to fail him. He was still scoring more than Anthony Edwards is scoring today. You know, but right. Anthony Edwards is selling for crazy numbers. So like Jordan at his worst was as good as guys that are at you know in their prime right now. Um, right. You know and. I mean, I would have loved to see him play those two years he took off because maybe that two three-peats would have ended up being an eight-peat. You know, maybe he would have won eight in a row. You know, he would have had more than Brady. But he didn't do it, and LeBron's still playing. So the fact that LeBron didn't have that gap and LeBron can still add more to his resume is probably going to put him ahead at the end of the day. They got to figure out that roster. Um I, I think it would have been interesting. I think Jordan and Bobby, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, The uh, those two Rockets teams were nasty, though. I, I think they would have been tough for Jordan and the Bulls. Um, Hakeem was – I mean, that was Hakeem's peak, I think, right? Like those two championships they won. Yeah, I mean, they destroyed, they destroyed the Knicks, right? And then they destroyed the Magic. Like, it wasn't even a competition. So, if I'm remembering, right, I could be wrong, so – yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. Uh, I forgot what year exactly, but that was the only chance the Knicks had when, uh, when, when, when Jordan wasn't in the league. Right. And the Knicks were like, "All right, this is our year. We're, we're going to take him down." And little did we know, the Rockets were they they were a storm. And 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 seeing Tom Brady do what he just did, 
and like being an adult and watching Tom Brady and understanding sports more, I can kind of get that Jordan, when he started out and even watching a documentary and seeing his struggles and seeing him lose and seeing him have to find how he had to actually make people work harder and get better on his team to make that team what they were. You see that Brady did that same thing. And even though Houston was probably more talented, Jordan would have found a way because he learned how to lose. Like he learned from losing to be better. And that's what put him to where he was. And I think he would have found a way to win because that's what he ended up doing. And it's kind of like Brady, like Brady, he doesn't have the skill set that Justin Herbert has. He can't run around like Mahomes, but Tom Brady makes every single person around him better. Tom Brady can go to the worst football team and maybe not win, but they're going to be better. I mean, he just did it with the Bucks. Sorry, Tampa fans. Yeah. Um, but but no, but you just proved my point. And it's I think with Jordan, at least the people that watch Jordan live, um, it's not something you can explain, but it, it's just one of those things. When Jordan was on the court, you always felt like the Bulls were going to win. Even if they were down by 30 at halftime, if they needed a bucket to win, you always felt like the Bulls were going to win or they had it with Jordan on the court. And I think that's the difference for me is – LeBron can be on the court and they could be down by 30 and I don't ever feel like, well, they're definitely coming back and they're going to win this game. Um, I think with LeBron at the end of the game, you know, he'll make the right play, um, whether that's a pass or to shoot it or to find the open guy. But I just don't think you ever feel like the game's in the bag with LeBron on the court in, in crunch time. I mean, he has had those moments in his career, but like I said, it's not like something you can directly attribute. No, to, you can't. Yeah. So you can't. So after LeBron, who do you think is the face of basketball? I mean, everybody in the hobby wants it to be Luca. I'm not yeah. on that train because we're, you know, uh, all around the world, when you think of NBA, when you think of basketball, the first person to mind is LeBron. So say LeBron retires in the next two, three years, who's the next guy? Yeah, I almost, I almost like the way it comes out of like the way Don just triggered Luca. I think that's the way people see it, but nobody talks about Giannis. Like, look at what yeah. Giannis's resume says for him. Like, you know, people will be like, "Oh, he can't shoot a three, or his free throws are ugly." Great, the guy's a winner. The guy's won MVPs. The guy's just won a championship. He just won a ring. Yeah. yeah, he's he's young himself, but like he doesn't get talked about. Um, but he's going to put a resume together one way or another. I mean, he's quietly probably, I mean, I don't know what his odds are, but he should be top five right now as an MVP favorite. The record is hovering around the top seed in the East, you know, like, and, and they're quiet, like they're not doing anything. Right. So it's, it's that small market effect, you know, um, I think that's what makes it tough. And that's what drives those guys to leave even good situations like that is that small market in the NBA, um, yeah, Giannis doesn't get talked about a lot um, at all. And I don't understand that either. And it's funny because uh, speaking of Lane, when I had him on the podcast, I clipped the clip not knowing they were going to win the championship. But Lane um, basically said that the Bucks can't win with Giannis as the focal point of the offense or something to that effect. And then they happen to win. Um, but, yeah, I don't know who it is. And like, like I said, people want it to be Luka. Um, I'm trying to think. Steph Curry? Yeah, I mean, Curry's kind of carrying the torch, and and I talked yeah. about this before. It's like he takes the worst shots in basketball, but he makes them. So they're good shots for him. They're they're 
horrendous shots for anybody else. Like any of us or our kids should not be trying to play like Steph Curry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the Warriors are, I don't know what their record is, but they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, all it takes is Curry and Thompson to get hot and really just Curry. And it's, it's tough to keep up with that, that pace. Yeah. So I think Brooklyn's ready to implode, which makes me happy, but <laughs> it makes me super happy. I, I just, I'm, I don't think get them getting Ben Simmons makes them better at all. I don't um, think so. No, they'd have to get Maxi because that guy's actually uh, pretty talented. He can do a lot. You know, he could he could do things two ways. Where uh, Simmons is obviously just going to be a ball handler and distribute, but you know they kind of have that in Kyrie. And I mean, Durant doesn't exactly. need a guy to, Durant doesn't need a guy to get him the ball. He can create no. on his own. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Harden, I, yeah. Harden's I a agree. great player and gets a bad rap, but I mean, it, it, it's getting ugly and. Today they came out and said it's all good. KD wants him. Harden wants to play there. So who knows? I, I just think it's weird that um, – who like, what's the purpose of getting Simmons? Like, they have a point guard. Like you said, Durant doesn't um, – I don't think he – he doesn't want to take that back seat anymore to anyone. So, like, why pick up Simmons? He doesn't do anything for – I guess defensively, but he's such a liability on offense. What's crazy it doesn't make is- any sense. That that Kings rumor with the Halliburton deal that was going that was rumored, that was a no brainer for 76ers. Oh, and they're yeah. like and, and they're holding Simmons like they got, you know, the next best thing. Like Simmons is we've seen Simmons for four or five years now. We know what he is. You know, and Kobe even said it. Kobe said he could be one of the best and he'd have to work. And he didn't work. He hasn't put any work in. His shot has not gotten any better in five years. It's not gonna get better. Could he marginally improve? Yeah, but he's not gonna ever be a 20 point score not happening yeah it doesn't make any sense i don't i don't know what they're doing to people in philly makes no sense no they're wasting they're wasting the next shaquille o'neal's talent i mean Embiid is an mvp himself and they're wasting that talent Embiid's gonna wear and he's his body's gonna fall apart you know it's unfortunate for him yeah and he's already prone to getting injured or being hurt so it doesn't help but his workload right now is the usage is through the roof Yep. Yeah, I don't know. NBA is I think NBA is bad investment all around. <laughs> yeah. And I love and I love basketball. Love it. So golly. What a, oh I, I don't know what I was gonna say is uh speaking of PSA, I saw today that they made an announcement that if you have cards there through the marks, so it was kind of weird. Like they made an announcement, they said marks cards. Then they named some other grader that I wasn't familiar with. Um, but they basically said that if you had cards there that were supposed to be graded, that they're actually going to grade them out of good faith. You just got to pay for the return shipping, which I thought was awesome. Um, I never thought that would happen in a million years that they're going to do it for free. Unless they're just suing Mark's cards, I guess, to get the money later. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I, I, I don't really follow that drama. I, I try to avoid it, so I'm not familiar with what's, what's going on, Marks, because there's I, I'm I'm hearing like three, four, five different stories. Well, the the gist of it is is cards are popping for people or not popping for people, and right. then he was taking the payment up front and then spending the money other places, and then there's some people that said that there's some big accounts that owed him like sixty thousand each right or you know that 
that bill at PSA was hovering over a million dollars and he just didn't have the funds to pay it. So all these people thought their cards were either there and they haven't even been there yet or they are there and they're stuck there. So it's a mess. Um, but yeah, I just when this all started, I thought PSA for sure would not grade anything for free. You know what I mean? I thought they'd be like, no, nah, either you pay for the grading, so double pay or um, come get your cards. You know what I mean? They're probably insurance-wise going to get their money back from Marks. So they'll get paid one way or another. They'd rather, like, what are they going to do with all these cards? Like, they, they legally can't keep them and sell them. So they probably want to pump them out to the owners. And then right. they'll just, they'll recoup their money through insurance. You know, or or, or legally, they'll sue them or whatever they'll do. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like the the uh, drama comes in waves, so it's been quiet this week until until tomorrow or Monday rolls around. Well, so. well Jan- January started hot. Every week was a uh, scandal. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what time is it? What what fights on tonight? Was there any big fights on tonight? No, it was it was, it was a soft card, and of course uh, the main event went to a five round decision. So. Oh really? Oh, it's already over. Yeah, it was. It was an early one, which I actually like these early ones because the pay per views they go to one thirty in the morning are painful. I fall asleep every time. <laughs> I, I stayed awake for. I stayed awake to watch Naganu, who I was expecting a first round knockout, and they laid on each other for five rounds. <laughs> yeah, I actually put. Uh, I actually bet it was going to go to decision. Um, that, that was a that was crazy high, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. And Nagano's never Nagano's never went through a decision either. Yep. So I we so we I mean we've been talking for like an hour. I just real quick get Bobby. What do you think about Super Bowl? Um, do you care? Are you watching it? And who of course you, I'm who watching. You got it's who do you got? You're the Tiger Bengals, man. That's nice. I didn't think about that. I like that. That's a you're good the Tiger. Touch. Yeah. Damn, what a, man, you. I hope someone tells Joe Burrow that. That's pretty good. Yeah. You're the Tiger Bengals. That's why I think. Bill, what do you got? So, futures-wise, I got the Rams. So, I'm rooting for the Rams because I get a good payday. <laughs> um, the only the only concern is, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, the quarterbacks that are out there, Mahomes, Herbert, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'll throw Tom Brady into it. Although uh, then I'm kind of uh, contradicting myself. There's quarterbacks that are more talented than Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow has that like it factor. Like, you know, he takes bad sacks. He throws a slant that goes 80 yards. You know, he'll be down two scores, but like he, he, his demeanor, if you watch him after taking a sack or throwing a pick or doing anything, he stays together almost like Brady does. And he kind of keeps the team positive that they're always in the game where like you can see guys like they actually wear interceptions and they wear turnovers and the defense lets up a touchdown and then they look lost where like he might have that it factor where like if he wins this year he's obviously got a long ways to go but he already won in college and he can get to the big stage and still shine where you know like Mahomes is is far more talented than anybody else but like he's starting to get to that big stage and and have bad moments. Like he shouldn't even have won that Super Bowl against the Niners. You know, he had an awful game until five minutes to go in the game. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, I don't know, we could be looking at that guy. And I think people are buying into that price right now. 
you know, where you kind of have to wait and see what happens. But if he does win, you know, like he definitely carries himself like that. So I could see him winning. But if you compare the two teams, you know, like let's just say Madden rating, the Rams are like a 96 and the Bengals are like an 82 with Joe, um, Bur- with Joe yeah. Burrow being a 99. Yeah, no, that I with the Madden rating, I think the Rams are a 99, actually. Um, That's what I, I mean. mean. They're, they're loaded on both sides of the ball. They I, are. I like what Bobby said. Um, you're the Tiger. I'm going to go with Bengals, and because of what you said, too, you know, with Joe Burrow and the it factor, I just – I think right now I was talking to my buddy about this the other day. I think it was like 165 was the money line. Um, it's – It'll, I already told my wife I'm probably gonna put a thousand bucks on on the Bengals to win. <laughs> I mean, I, it's like it's kind of hard not to at this point. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think it plays. Right. I, I think it plays into Joe Burrow's corner of being an underdog. Like he went yeah. into playing Alabama. He beat Alabama, right? Was it Clemson yeah. or Alabama that year? I, don't I think remember. it was. Clemson. I think it was Clemson. Okay, so like he's kind of went into things as an underdog, and right. you know, like even he came out of nowhere, like that whole season you know, and perform. And even this season, um, I think well, who's the first game they played Raiders. Yep. So they were a slight favorite, which Raiders had no business being in the playoffs. Then they went and played the Titans. They were an underdog, uh, pulled that one out. And the, the chiefs game, I, I don't think anybody took the Bengals to beat the chiefs. Like they said, Oh, they'll stay close, but nobody took that. And then now they're going into the Rams and Vegas immediately sets the line for four and a half, um, you know, point underdogs. So, I mean, for him, that's, that's good. You know, it's kind of, we have no chance we're going to lose. Right. Yeah. I just, I hope it's a good game. Um, I just, oh, man, it's just going to be so tough with Von Miller and Aaron Donald coming off the edge and coming up the middle all night long, but we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, all you got we'll to do is double team Cooper cup on third downs. That's it. Oh, it's going to be tough. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, this was good. I'm I'm glad I had both of you guys on. You guys, please come back anytime. Yeah, um, I, uh, I did want to add one thing. I actually forgot. Sure. We got we got sidetracked. So, um, I I have bought through. Well, I I bought through PWCC when they were on eBay, and when they pulled out, because um, I used to ship stuff there and then ship it home, just because I was using their uh, storage just for tax free, and I'd send stuff home to do some savings. So when they went to their own website, uh, I put up a couple cards. I sold some stuff and their fees were relatively decent. So I just recently found out that they actually started charging the buyers a buyer's premium Ooh. and the sellers get a cut of that buyer's premium. So the sellers are actually making more now and the buyers are paying more. So they went from uh, being more of a buyer market to a seller market. Now, I don't know if that's going to hurt comps and prices will come down because people won't want to pay more but the, the comp is built into the buyer's premium. So if you buy something for 300 bucks, it's 360 bucks. There's a oh, 20% wow. buyer's premium on every card. So to the advantage to that is uh, the seller's commission, um, I'll run through the scale real quick, but basically $100 to $1,000, the seller gets a 4% bonus. They get 104% on their sale. A thousand to five thousand, they get six percent bonus. Five thousand to ten thousand, they get an eight percent bonus. Ten to two hundred and fifty thousand, they get ten percent. 
250 to a million, they get 12 and a half percent and a million plus they get 15% bonus. So they're cutting into that buyer's premium selling and you're not paying the seller's fee. Really? So that's interesting. So how does that, I've never sold anything or sent anything to them. So you, they, there's no taxes there. Is that what the logic is? That's yeah, why you so send it there? Oregon has no sales tax. So and they give you a, a PWCC vault for free. Um, so I was never, I don't know. I was more doing it just to kind of like put my stuff there and send it home. I've sold some stuff through them and I bought, you know, a good amount through them. Right. But with this recent thing, this just started, I don't know, two weeks ago or so where they started adding a buyer's premium into their uh, pricing. So fixed pricing and Sunday auctions, um, they added it. It's always been there for their premiere. So the stuff they advertise like the, you know, two, three hundred thousand dollar LeBrons, that's always been a buyer's premium. So this is a whole new market for like regular sellers and regular buyers. Hmm. So the advantage to it is like if I want to take one of my like, you know, $10,000 $10, Brady cards and instead of selling it on eBay and paying 10%, I could just send it to them. And, you know, a $10,000 card, I'm going to make 10% over what it is. You know, I'm going to make, yeah, I'm going to make, awesome. yeah, I'm going to make 11,000. And then that money, yeah, that money sits in your nice. bulk account. And then you can, you could just transfer it back to yourself or, or wherever you want to send it to. Yeah, that's nice too because then it takes the negotiation and the mystery out. I mean, that's like with uh, with Golden, right? If you never done anything you know. with, yeah, if you never sold with them or did anything or no one told you, you would never know that you can negotiate that buyer's premium in your favor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's nice. Um, so PWCC, do, PWCC doesn't offer that for buyers though, because I, I did I did reach out to their customer service and I asked if the buyer's premium was negotiable and they said no. So I don't know if like maybe buying with the premier or super high end stuff, it's negotiable. But right. If the sellers are getting a cut on that, I would imagine it's not because they have to pay out those sellers. Right. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. For the seller. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good info for sure. It, it, it's good info and it's also uh, good for the sellers, but I just wonder if that's going to affect comps because um, sellers are making more and the buyers are paying more. Do buyers want to pay more? I think when you get to the high end, I mean, you start it, to see that people matter. don't care. Yeah, yeah. they don't care. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like any other tidbits for me, I'm 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 currently buying Zion, Deshaun Watson, and Gleyber Torres. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Dude, the thing, the thing the thing that pisses me off about, and we don't have to. Everybody knows who I'm talking about, but uh, I was trying to get I was trying to get Deshaun Watson from Bill. And then out of nowhere, our boy is just like, I spent yeah. 30K on Deshaun Watson. I'm like, come on, man. I'm over here trying to buy low-end stuff, and you're blowing the market up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's now how he rolls, now, now, now he's advertising it, so the price is going up on Deshaun. That's how he rolls. <laughs> yeah. So so the issue real quick is, and and, and I, ho I hope it, I hope Deshaun lands somewhere good, and I hope the guy gets back in football because he is a premier talent. The problem with his market is when he was playing – there was no Justin Herbert. There was no Joe Burrow. Yeah. There was no Trevor Lawrence. There's so many new quarterbacks that as good as Sean Watson is, there's only so much money to go around. There's only mm -hmm. so many quarterbacks that are going to be the top quarterback. So, yeah, point. like it is huge that Brady's leaving because that opens the door to another guy. But, like, 
there's so many right now. Like the AFC, is, the AFC is stacked, and I'm not even talking like I'm not even talking. There's Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. uh, my, well, my, the, my bum quarterback. And the rumor, and the rumor is that uh, Tampa's already looking at Deshaun. So we'll see. yeah, yeah. So I mean, what do you guys? There's a couple good fits for him. Tampa, the Saints. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I wanted him as a Miami fan, but they seem committed to Tua. So, um, you know, obviously, a quarterback doesn't really win you the game. I mean, you, you need the defense, you need the team. I mean, Stafford went from a terrible team, a great quarterback on a terrible team, went to a good team, and he's there. So, I mean, the team, well, the team just needed a better quarterback. They didn't need the best quarterback. Yeah. Well, it's not a lose sight of either how hard it is to win, right? That was that was Stafford's first three playoff wins. So, yeah. Which, which, statistically speaking, isn't good for him. No, no, no. Bobby, yeah. what were you gonna say? So, what do you guys think of uh, Aaron Rodgers? Is he gonna go to Tampa? Is he going to Forty ers I don't see oh, him going he's... to the Forty ers and I don't think Tampa's a good fit for him either. But Maybe it is. I mean, you want to talk about top-level talent. I, my personal opinion for years is that no one throws a better ball than Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. But um, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if he. The beginning of the season, I felt like maybe he didn't have that will to want to win or get another championship. And then towards the end of this year, it definitely looked like it. I mean, you could make a case that he was the MVP too over Tom Brady, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I feel like he's just going to finish out in, in Green Bay and be done. But you know, yeah, I don't know because you know because you have you also have Pittsburgh now who Big uh, Ben just stepped down. That's true too. So you know, I don't think Rudolph's the answer and Dwayne Haskins there, but he's definitely not the answer. And that could be another fit for Watson as well. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of lot of good spots. Oh, yeah. Like you'd slide in there. I mean, there's some wide receiver talent immediately. Um, the Aaron Rodgers thing is interesting because up until that Niners game, I mean, he was he was a Super Bowl favorite, the MVP favorite. Everything yeah. was written for him to win this year, and then that happened. So I think it was such a sour ending for him. Like, guys won one Super Bowl, and it's so many playoff losses that, like, going back to Green Bay, what is that going to do for him? Like, is it going to get him the Super Bowl? Probably not. Um if he stays in the NFC, is he going to be in the playoffs next year? Yes. The NFC is not deep. Um, there's six, seven teams, and, I mean, he's going to outperform those six, seven teams or at least be towards the top. So I think he should stay in NFC. Uh, I don't know what team that ends up being, but I, I do think he's going to leave because of the way it ended. I didn't think that until that game, though. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be in Florida with no income tax, personally, if I was any of these guys, but that's just me. Uh, I agree. I think he. I think he's doing pretty good money wise with all those commercials. Yeah, that's true. It's it's, uh, it's it's pretty funny how Bill named you know Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, uh, but what about Josh Allen? Josh Allen, Mac Jones, and AFC is stacked. Yeah, I, I think Mac Jones. Is that's a phony that's how wrestling. stacked it. It's so stacked. I forgot Josh Allen. <laughs> it's sta- the AFC crazy. is stacked. Yeah. You know, like it's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing where we're at right now with the level of talent of these quarterbacks. Yeah. So for Washington stepping now, it's like, like you said earlier, it's a, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Yeah, Watson, Watson's, Watson's not, he's not coming back and, and being the best quarterback, you know, like Watson's coming back and he's in with a group of quarterbacks when he was actively playing, he was top three. 
We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens with Watson for sure. I think he's good, right? Um, I I don't I don't know the details of what happened, but he hasn't been charged criminally, which usually for the NFL that means he just needs to settle whatever the hell is going on, and they don't care, and he's good to go. Um, regardless yeah, I, I th- of what I they think say. If there- I think if there was any um, evidence, evidence, there definitely would have been charges by now. And right. then he would have to go through the court process of fighting the charges. I think it's just all legality, but it's just so yeah. many people that I don't know how long that takes to work through. Yeah. It's a, that's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of massages. Like, dude, they got, they got sports trainers at the facility. What are you doing? Like, what a clown. Yeah, but like I almost like when you have these things happen, when like one or two people come out, it seems more legit than twenty people that waited waited oh, yeah. two three years to come out with something. Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. There's there's three sides to every story. You know that better than I do. So they'll they'll figure it out, and uh, I'm sure he's gonna write one big fat check and he'll be playing somewhere. I just yeah. I think the other mystery is what the NFL is gonna do as far as suspending him or not suspending him. So yeah. And uh, we also forgot Mac Jones still, who's not too Mac bad. Jones, yep. <laughs> crazy crazy house. I'm not a Mac Jones fan personally. He throws a great ball too, but I don't know if he's going to win it for you. Yeah, he, but he's, he's you know he, he's different, but he fits he fits that Patriot mold. You know, yep. he fits that profile. Yeah, guy made he the does. playoffs in his the guy made the playoffs. You got to give him credit. Yeah, You're better than the Jags. So better than what the do Dolphins. I know? Better than the Dolphins and Flores. <laughs> <clears throat> so all right. Well, unless you guys have something else, I think we're good. It was a good um, hour and some change conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having having us. us. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll let you know when I uh, publish it. It probably won't be tomorrow. I might just wait till Tuesday or whatever um, just to put it out. But I can't can't keep doing these two weeks. I I forget what I'm talking about or what I'm even saying. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy because even though we cover a couple, like, important topics that are going on and, and get some information out there, we, we go back to like our roots of like talking about who's the greatest and, you know, and, and it, Always. It, it, it runs in, it runs into, uh, you know, our active guys that are playing right now. Yeah. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. I'm yeah, sure I'll, uh, I'll see you in the, uh, the group chats here soon. So have a good All night. Right. Sure, man. John, thanks, man. Bobby, yeah, see, you appreciate it. see you later. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Break and Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace. Peace.